You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. At 106 on this sunny Tuesday, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. As we like to say, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, folks, the countdown is on. And the countdown is until next hour. When President Trump, first sitting president, will be in court, you have protesters outside the the courthouse. It is a full circus. You have supporters outside the uh, courthouse in lower Manhattan for the arraignment today. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was there earlier, but then she was just there for a short amount of time. And then there were just too many people that were yelling and going after and booing and and uh, by all accounts. So I want to kind of bring you the latest as we can, as we're going to get closer now. And then you have people that are gathering. Uh, people are lined up in New York around Trump Tower for where the president. Let me just hear the latest now. This is a report from uh, ABC. ABC's Jay O'Brien in Palm Beach near the former president's Mar-a-Lago estate uh, with more. Mona, what's the latest there? Well, Diane, we are starting to finally see more action within the last hour. A small group of anti-Trump protesters have showed up. They set up and assembled about a block from Trump Tower holding signs that read justice and Trump lies. Now, as for pro-Trump supporters, we we only saw one truck drive by with Trump flags. Uh, It had Pennsylvania plates, but it is not the scene that the uh, former president anticipated as he called for protests and for supporters to take your country back. He is still upstairs in Trump Tower. Um, There are plenty of cameras along Fifth Avenue, and police have barricaded this off. There is a heavy police presence here. And so uh, as the president makes his way back from the courthouse, maybe later this afternoon, we might see a little bit more activity. But right now, it is uh, definitely not the scene that the president. All right. So that's the scene at Trump Tower. Let's check in with Aaron outside the courthouse. Aaron, how are things looking there? There's a guy on roller skates with a Trump flag and a few other protesters that have meandered by. Uh, Sometimes they're noisy, sometimes uh, they're not, and they're just kind of hanging around, but there's nothing large scale like the police are certainly prepared for, Diane. They're they're here in mass. The courthouse is surrounded by metal barricades. And uh, once former President Trump arrives, uh, these streets are going to be blocked. And much of the courthouse is going to be empty, especially on the upper floors. Many of the the Supreme Court cases have been adjourned for the day to reduce foot traffic in the building. He's going to arrive, we think, in the early part of the afternoon, uh, surrender himself so he can be placed under arrest, processed as a criminal defendant, and arraigned on more than two dozen felony counts. His attorney says he will plead not guilty. Uh, Jay, Trump is set to return to Florida after the arraignment. Then what? 
on his Trump-branded plane, flies from New York, he's expected, back here to Florida, where he's going to go right here to Mar-a-Lago. He has remarks planned tonight to a room that's going to include a lot of media, but also supporters. What he says in those remarks is key from a political perspective here, because we know, and I can tell you that the Trump team, some of them, view this indictment as a political boon to the former president and his chances of being the GOP nominee in 2024. So how does he frame this indictment in the larger 2024 conversation and what does he say how public does he get what does he tell the american people and those supporters in the room having just walked out of that room with the judge and certainly potentially getting advice from his lawyers not to talk about this case so watching what trump says tonight is key for what's going to come in the next few days weeks and months in this case diane yeah, and we heard joe takapina his attorney say that he will speak after this all goes down jay o'brien aaron gatursky mona kozar abdi thank you all all right folks right now it is um, i want to give you in real time and right now it's 110 and president trump they are following. He is uh, right now has left his New York residence and the motorcade is heading down towards lower Manhattan um, where he will face these charges. And so it's it's a huge they have an ambulance. There's a number of different vehicles. I think it may also, as you can imagine, huge security. The street that I'm seeing uh, that the president's en route to the courthouse, it doesn't have people sitting on the sidewalk. So then you wonder if somehow they, um, if, if in fact they picked a different route so people wouldn't exactly know the route that, that he is uh, taking. But I want to see, I think there is, Live coverage right now, yeah, of, um, let's see. Oh, okay. NBC New York has a helicopter where they're just trailing him. It's tough to tell exactly what street that he's going down. You can hear the helicopter sound a little bit. Um, so it's full coverage, and then I'm sure they're also going to Oh, my God. George Santos, surrounded by press, arrived at the New York court. There he is. I forgot about him. The um, So they're all at the courthouse. And as you can imagine, it is just a full circus down there, folks, of both some protesters, some counter-protesters, um, flanked by Secret Service, and what awaits him, we know, will be crowds of people who have all right, gathered this is at Newsmax. the courthouse in Lower Manhattan, both pro-Trump and anti-Trump supporters. Uh, we know NYPD has been doing a fantastic job to, you know, keep the peace and, and really secure the area and the perimeter around um, some of the areas of the courthouse, and no business in the courthouse at all today except for this. Yes, there are still some questions. You know, there's been conflicting reports about whether Donald Trump's mugshot would be taken, whether or not he will be fingerprinted. By all accounts, though, we, we do feel pretty confident that he will not be handcuffed in any way as the Secret Service has tried to maintain the integrity of the presidency and the way a president should be treated for both uh, historical reasons and security reasons. Um, 
But uh, here we are watching the motorcade make its way down through Manhattan. Some of the other stories we've been talking about today, too, are the leaks that have been associated with this case. And it's unfortunately been a trend with every single kind of criminal case or impeachment uh, that the Democrats and the Justice Department has tried to pursue against Donald Trump. Constantly leaking information. Alvin Bragg's case, no different. Uh, some of the main headlines they have been based around these 34 fel uh, felony counts that uh, we do expect to learn more about once the indictment is unsealed. But it is a class four felony for anyone within the district attorney's office to leak information about a sealed indictment. But yet here we are with plenty of information being leaked about it. And 34 counts among them, they say, are falsifying business records. Again, as you, as you mentioned, John, we don't know until the indictment is released. Judge Merchant uh, arraigns Donald Trump that we'll know exactly what is in there. There's been some talk that are they trying to connect it to possibly some, some tax issues as well to sort of widen and broaden it and, and to really to justify what many say, you know, D.A. Bragg should not be doing. Um, D.A. Bragg has campaigned on a, a message to get Trump. I guess this is what they wanted. This is the day that they've been looking for, the headline and the news they wanted. But uh, where it goes from here, again, he has a great legal team with him. They'll be filing a lot of motions. Will this ever go to a jury trial? Who knows? And, and who knows when? He's also a candidate, you know, for, for uh, the White House. So, you know, what a day for Donald Trump. As you look live here, he's, uh, I think that's FER Highway. He's heading south to the courthouse there. And, um... You know, later tonight, though, he won't be in New York, folks. He'll be addressing the nation from Mar-a-Lago, Florida. So this is uh, quite an itinerary for the former president today, unlike no other. Our coverage begins later at 7 o'clock for that evening. But this daytime portion, John, um, will have so many twists and turns, I think, as we wait to hear from Trump as he enters the courthouse mm -hmm. and after, and then D.A. Bragg. And it uh, looks like, is that the United Nations right there? As yeah, Just as you indicated, uh, the uh, FDR... You know, the other thing, too, we'll watch this play out today. The next phase of this story that will unfold before our very eyes is we do expect Donald Trump to speak to television cameras before he goes in for his indictment, which is scheduled exactly one hour from now. So sometime between now and 2.15, we expect to hear from President Trump and address this head on. And again, we still have not seen what is actually in the indictment yet. Right. So much of this is based on what we think we know about what's in that, what's been reported so far. Uh, the vast majority of the analysis of the case by everyone from Alan Dershowitz to Michael Avenetti, no fan of Donald Trump, a lot of them have cast doubt on what is actually in this indictment and Alvin Bragg's ability to prosecute this case. There are enormous issues, including the statute of limitations, which has long since expired. The fact that you are bootstrapping uh, a misdemeanor crime by most legal experts' analysis into a felony or potentially dozens of felonies in this case and trying to prosecute that. There's an also an issue, and if you were watching uh, Greta Van Susteren on her program last night, she had Michael Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, on. Mm -hmm. And basically asked him the question I think so many Americans want to know is how can Michael Cohen, a guy who went to prison already for this crime, who admitted that he was the one who paid Stephanie Clifford's, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels, and he's been busted for lying many times, including to Congress, how can he be a credible witness in this case? Put yourself in the shoes of a, of, of a juror. You'd have to suspend reality for a second to believe that Michael Cohen is a credible source of information in this case. The other thing, too, you're talking about here is, is a porn star. And does that 
you know, she's admitted that this this hasn't happened in writing before. It sounds like, I mean, if you're a defense oh attorney, God. you've got all these a host of issues you're going to go after mess. Michael Cohen for. You're going to use Robert Costello, his former attorney, who says, listen, I have all this correspondence. And the DA Bragg used a handful of emails that sort of, you know, put that in front of the grand jury as well. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting because while we're waiting to see the indictment, John, you also heard from attorney Ken Belkin, a criminal defense attorney, just moments before we started looking live here at Trump's uh, motorcade. He said in 15 days that Trump will know the evidence. And I think that's going to be another barometer of what is in this that, that really DA can corroborate because you have Michael Cohen, who you know will be attacked on his credibility. So what documentation really can, can it has to be a cover up of a crime for them to elevate this to the felony. They have to prove that. If there's nothing that can prove that, if the documents don't exactly link, and that was part of what Greta was discussing with Lanny Davis, this case could clearly fall apart. Again, it's too early. We don't know what's in the indictment. We're watching. We're, you know, obviously going to learn like so many others when it is released. Part of it has been leaked. But right now, what we do know is this is Donald Trump in this motorcade heading south towards the courthouse in lower Manhattan there. Well, he will be uh, brought in and arraigned before that in the hallway. There will be a camera. He will be speaking. Then he will go into the courtroom where there are no cameras. That's per New York law. Trump's attorneys also did not want that to change. Um, and then after he'll come out and we assume we'll speak again unless this gag order, which may or may not be, um, in, you know, thrown at him, happens. But again, what a day in New York as we are looking at something that has never happened before unfold here live. As we watch the motorcade make its way south down the FDR, uh, Attorney Randy Zell is standing by. Uh, he's been with us this whole time. Randy, kind of take us through what you anticipate might be some of the challenges ahead for prosecutors here and also the challenges for Donald Trump's defense team, including a very uh, unfavorable jury pool. Sure. Well, let's start with the challenge the challenges for Team Trump. And, and, and by the way, I am apolitical on this, and I have said on a number of occasions, including a few minutes ago, that I view this case as extremely weak uh, as far as being a felony. The misdemeanors to me are slam dunks. Those entries are not accurate. They're not legitimate. They were knowingly and intentionally falsely entered. So the misdemeanors to me is a slam dunk. The felony is a very tough case, but the, the challenge for Team Trump is, and I keep hearing this um, in, including from you guys, oh, Michael Cohen, he's got no credibility, he's a liar, he's gone to jail. Understand something, just about every federal case that I've ever defended and every federal case I've ever tried, and there are a lot, they all revolve around cooperators. And a seasoned prosecutor puts the cooperator on, goes through all of the dirty laundry. That's right. The cooperator was there. So, hey, of course I was there. I'm a bad guy. I deal with bad guys. Defendant's a bad guy. I was in the room when it happened. So none of the other stuff matters. It's all noise. So as long as the jury believes that, hey, Michael Cohn wasn't paying off Stephanie Clifford. He didn't sleep with Stephanie Clifford. He paid the 130 grand. Why else would he have paid it? So if his story rings true, who cares if he's been a liar on other occasions? That's why he's there, because he knows what happened. Oh, it's, you know, one of the reasons why he might pay it is because he's, he wants to ingratiate himself to Donald Trump, something he's done in the past. Uh, it's been widely reported that Michael Cohen desperately wanted to go to the White House with Donald Trump, and that never happened. I mean, there are reasons. And, Randy, I, I, you're, you're obviously an attorney. You understand this. You've been in this situation. I've never litigated or prosecuted a case or defended a case in the courtroom. Uh, and to your point about the challenges facing Donald Trump's legal team, I would imagine the bar is not quite as high to defend Michael Cohen's reputation in that part of New York? Well, it, listen, it will be. 
what what you deal with with a New York jury, well, yes, you may people you may have people in the veneer, in the group that will ultimately be selected who are not fans of Trump. But believe me when I tell you the judge will do a great job. This is a seasoned disciplined, smart judge who will bend over backwards to make sure that the 12 jurors and the alternates are fair and they are impartial and they can put Bring aside on the their personal views and their emotional views and simply determine the evidence. And with a Manhattan jury, you will get a sophisticated jury yeah. who will know the difference between the wool being pulled over their eyes and evidence. And if they follow the evidence, as I said, Michael Cohn will simply say, yes, I paid Stephanie Clifford. The president directed me to do it. Of course, they paid me the money back in $35,000 monthly installments. It was no legal fee. And to your point, if Trump didn't know anything about it, where's the email? Where's the letter saying, Michael, how dare you do this? You better undo this right now or you're fired. Well, I mean, it's, it's plausible and, you know. It's easy to think that Donald Trump would not want Melania to know about the rumor. Uh, you know, it's been reported, too, that Donald Trump did not want to go through another divorce. Whether it's true or not, he did not want this information getting out there. And it's not clear, to, I think, to a lot of people that this was necessarily politically motivated. It may have been coming out Agreed, because he was running for office. The, but let me ask you this, Randy, these, let me ask you this. Because you said, you said the misdemeanors are a slam dunk, but it's my understanding that the statute of limitations applies to the misdemeanors. So how does, he get, how does the prosecutor get around that? Great question, and the answer is twofold. Number one, there are exclusions. Remember, think of a clock. And in New York, that clock runs in terms of indicting someone. It's five years on a felony. It's two years on a misdemeanor. So the clock runs, and you've got to charge someone. But there are times when the prosecution can stop that clock. And one of the ways you stop the clock is when you show a judge that the defendant has been continuously outside of New York. So as long as Donald Trump was outside of New York, whether he was in the White House or he was in Mar-a-Lago or he was in Bedminster, wherever he was, the and clock Randy, stops. So the clock Randy, I'm going to cut you off real quick here because I just want to you know, highlight what was happening on the screen. We see the motorcade arriving uh, in lower Manhattan now, and we're waiting for Donald Trump to emerge from one of these vehicles, which would happen momentarily. Let's just stay with this for a second and see if we can get a, a shot of Donald Trump. Our first one, really a good shot of him today. Looks like he's going to exit out of the passenger side of these vehicles. The cameras are kind of panning there waiting for him. But let's stay with this for just a second and see if we can watch this unfold. Folks, right now, uh, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. Obviously, when he steps out, I'll um, <clears throat> try to bring that to you. And it's it, AM it'll be a few seconds before he's you know, escorted right in. So it'll be a brief moment here. But let's listen for a moment. I want to see if he says there he anything. Is. There he is. There is Donald Trump emerging, a brief okay. wave to the crowd. And the next thing we're waiting for is he is going to address the cameras inside the courtroom. Okay, folks, so we're going to bring sorry, that to you. Courtroom, outside this the is Newsmax coverage. Inside that building, we're speaking. Donald Trump, you you know, I sometimes he stands morning. there and waves triumphantly. We didn't see much of that. Of a brief wave, and there he goes. All right, President Trump has now entered so the courthouse. There, a former president for the first time ever entering a courtroom to face wow. an arraignment and a criminal indictment. Never happened before. So there we go. We've brought you the whole way. Folks, I don't think this Trump has ever happened down before. Down to lower Manhattan, and he is now inside the courtroom. Uh, Randy, sorry to cut you off there, uh, but go ahead real quickly and finish what you were saying. Sure. So the clock stops as far as the statute of limitations. Number one, 
where the defendant is continuously outside of the state of New York. So when uh, Mr. Trump is in Florida, he's in D.C., he's wherever, the clock stops. The other place the clock stops, and this is a little bit of dancing between raindrops. While he's in public office, if any of the criminal offense conduct took place while he was in public office, or for example, if any of the entries were made once he was president, if any of the payments to Michael Cohen were made once he was president, while he's in public office, the clock also stops. By the way, I agree with you. Statute of limitations is going to be fodder on that motion to dismiss. And just like the question of is this really a felony or is this really a misdemeanor is also going to be a real issue for the judge here on a motion to either dismiss the indictment or reduce it from a felony down to a misdemeanor. So there are tremendous challenges for the DA here. But I'll let you in on a little bit of insight as far as my gut. My gut tells me this case is really a placeholder. This case is never going to make it to trial. That before this case ever gets to trial, between motions and emergency stays, there are going to be other indictments coming down. Those cases being stronger. Georgia, the feds, the classified documents, January 6th, uh, trying to find votes. And this case will be put up on a shelf and forgotten about. I think that Mr. Bragg here has been chosen as the one to go through that door first and see what happens. He's the one to knock on the door and say, hey, are we all invited to the party? Um, and he may be a little bit of a sacrificial lamb here. Well, he did it, and uh, what's done is done, and this is the arraignment day for Donald J. Trump. Randy Zalen, we appreciate your comments. We want to bring in now host of the record, Greta Van Susteren, uh, joining us now to uh, discuss some of the things that we'll be seeing in the next few moments. Obviously, the indictment will be unsealed, Greta. That's one thing a lot of legal folks are looking for before they even weigh in. Uh, top line, your thoughts on what we just saw on Lower Manhattan and Trump walking into this building? Well, obviously, it's what everyone says. It's unprecedented. We've never seen it, except it's quite routine in many ways because people often go in. It's, it's just who's going in, and it's the former president of the United States. Look, I know everyone's all whipped up about the fact that there are there is at least uh, reports that the indictment leaked. I'm not so whipped up about that one. I mean, the indictment's going to become unsealed in a matter of moments anyway. It's a public record. I know it's another slap at the former president, um, but there are other leaks involving him that are far more serious, like his tax returns. Um, so I'm not so whooped up about that by everybody. Else. But of course, the question is, you know, he should be treated like everybody else fairly, with the exception he needs extra security because of who he is. But he's going to go into the courtroom, the judge is going to tell him the charges, and he's going to plead guilty. Sometimes it's a, it's a defense lawyer who enters the plea of not guilty to all the accounts. Sometimes in some courtrooms, what it is is the judge will require the defendant actually to say not guilty. I wouldn't be totally surprised if the judge just took, it, the, took the not guilty uh, from the lawyer just because he's trying to, at least he should try to lower the temperature on this and try to eliminate the circus-like nature. But don't, I mean, th this is much like a bomb shelter. If you're in a bomb shelter, everything seems normal. And that's like in the courtroom, everything will be routine and normal. It's the bombs outside, the media outside, that gives it sort of an elevated uh, sense of, uh, of excitement or hysteria or whatever. So in that courtroom, it's going to be the judge is going to, if he's got any sense, I'm sure he does, he's going to just, he's going to play this totally straight, rule with, with an iron fist and say, you know, here are the charges, how do you plead, let's set a trial date. There may be an interim uh, status date, um, and then the there may be some further discussion for when motions will be filed. 
And your previous guest just talked about the fact that motion, there'll be motions like motion to motion to dismiss for statute of limitations. That'll happen. There'll be um, other motions, maybe change of venue to Staten Island because obviously it's a very in, in, inhospitable uh, uh, forum for this president, having lost so uh, so vastly in the 2020 election in Manhattan. I don't know if, if the judge will move it to Staten Island, but that's all designed because they want to figure out who the jury pool is. And look, no matter who he is, he's entitled to a fair jury pool, not one that comes into that courtroom already hating him or even for that matter loving him. So, you know, there are lots of issues that have to be resolved uh, going forward. This is a, a fascinating what's going on today, but it's really in many ways, but for President Trump, this is one of the most routine things, and they probably had 50 more of them in the courthouse already today that nobody's paid any attention to. The wheels of justice keep on turning, as they say. Grant, I wanted to ask you some questions about the, the potential of a gag order here. We don't know if that's going to happen or not. We do expect to hear from President Trump in the next 30 minutes or so before he goes into the arraignment and after his arraignment. And I always know this is somewhat of a quixotic exercise, but if you were advising President Trump as his defense attorney in, in the light of the possibility of a gag order, what should he say before the arraignment? What do you expect him to hear say after the arraignment? I, and, and it is also, I think, somewhat unique here because he is the former president and has an army of surrogates who could come out and defend on his behalf, even if there is a gag order. I just think that's one of the more unique things about this case. I, I, First of all, I, I don't know how a judge will impose a gag order because how do you enforce? I mean, where do you draw the line? Right. And then, and also, is it particularly fair to the accused when everybody else is talking about it? Probably not. So to impose a gag order probably grossly unjust. Everybody has heard about this case. So let's, I, in my view, assigning a gag order to this would probably be grossly unfair to the president. Plus, he's running for offices to talk to people, and this is you don't want to have this. I mean, this is this is an issue in everybody's mind uh, going forward when they select the nominee for the Republican Party. That's the first thing. Second thing. Any lawyer who thinks he or she can tell Donald Trump what to do is <laughs> out of his idea. mind. This, this, I don't care. Look, I represent clients from all walks of life, and some will listen to advice, some won't, some you know won't, some have accidents and say they will, and then they slip. I will tell you, this man, and, he, and look, it, one of the problems you have with a client who thinks he's smarter than the lawyers, and, and Donald Trump thinks he's smarter than all his lawyers, he may very well be. He, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't speak to that. But there's no way any lawyer, you know, every lawyer can say, uh, Mr. President, don't talk tonight. Uh, don't talk about violence. Don't talk about protests. Don't do this. And he may say, yeah, that's a good idea. And then five minutes later, he's out at the microphones. Everyone's asking questions. Remember, this is the most transparent president in my in my uh, all the years I've covered that's presidents. Right. He, can't, he couldn't even walk to Marine One without taking questions. He answers every question. He talks. There's just not there's no way you can gag this man. And even if he is, even if the judge were to gag him, do you really think this president could either pay, could control himself on it, or that he would even agree to it. No. So, no, I mean, I, I so you know, this is you know, you know, clients, clients, uh, clients make up their own minds, and this particular one, um, you know, I, I sure he's he's going to be calling the shots. And it looks like in a few minutes he will be because yeah. there's a microphone in the hallway before his arraignment. He'll apparently be speaking his mind. And real quickly, Greta, we wanted to talk to you, too, about the Wisconsin Supreme Court race. It is so important. We didn't have time for this show. I would imagine you're going to get into that tonight on your program. Well, I don't know. We've, we've covered it. We've covered it already. Maybe tonight, depending on what happens in, in the course of the next few hours in New York. But that is right now the Supreme Court of Wisconsin. It's got uh, uh, when the when the current.
Justice, whose vacancy will be in July, steps down. It'll be three conservatives, three liberals. The battle tonight is a very progressive, very left-wing uh, uh, person running for, judge, lawyer running for. All right, folks, good afternoon again. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, uh, I do want to bring, right now, let's see, stay on track. It's 133. Obviously, we want to carry it and will. Should, in fact, President Trump then speak from the hallway at the courtroom. So he is at the courthouse. He's going to be arraigned at 2.15. At 4 o'clock is when the uh, district attorney Bragg is going to hold a press briefing. And then President Trump will speak this evening. 815 from Mar-a-Lago. So it's been a circus-like atmosphere outside. And they're not going to have cameras inside. We're going to find out. We don't believe he has to do um, the handcuffs or the mugshot in the courtroom. So, but he is at the courthouse. And, and you're kind of seeing it with the whole element of the surrender. Marjorie Taylor Greene was there earlier. She was speaking uh, outside. So right now, um, certainly believe that he is supposed to speak from the hallway. I'm going to check a a different uh, feed on this simply because um, there's various people, obviously, that have coverage of this. All right. And folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at what time is it? 134, 134 on this Tuesday. And it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Remember, for all your propane needs, call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Propane Plus in Massachusetts. 252 for Propane Plus Heating and Cooling. Folks, call them today. And remember, they also have a very user-friendly website, residential or commercial. You can depend on Propane Plus. Call them today. You just type in your zip code, 401-885-4209. So right now it's 135. President Trump is at the courthouse. He's going to be arraigned at 2.15. I want to just, in in case you're wondering, there's no other that I'm seeing any major news today. The other big news is that PC player has been let out on bail and suddenly the girlfriend's no longer cooperating. Uh, But without question, listen, the big story is the... um, he has been granted bail. Is the uh, Trump Day in New York? I'm not sure what time. We don't know what time, but he has made his way. And after, when he leaves the courthouse, he's then going to fly right back to Florida. So let me pick up. This is News Nation has some 
coverage folks in there, both outside and inside. Let's hear a little bit more of this coverage. We typically see in a criminal case where there's always going to be pretrial motions, but there's also these novel legal issues that are going to need to be decided, potentially cases of first impression. And therefore, I think we could be well beyond 2024 in a case like this. I would expect his defense team to do what's called waiving speedy trial, meaning giving more time to prepare, engage in this motion practice, and, and this could be drawn out for quite some time in New York County. Forget Donald Trump. This would be drawn out no matter who the defendant was. But in this particular instance, there's so many legal issues here to attack before we set foot in a courtroom. And we are just beginning uh, a few minutes in. One thirty-six Eastern time. You're looking at the courts building in lower Manhattan. Former President Donald Trump inside to hear the reading of his indictment and to plead, we understand, not guilty to the charges. George Will uh, with us still. George, is this better for Donald Trump to be dragged out as long as humanly possible? I, I guess the best case scenario would be that it is dismissed, which certainly there's going to be motions for. But if not dismissed, it's, it's better for him to continue uh, being aggrieved and persecuted, in his words, than it would be for a plea bargain or some kind of resolution. I think that's right, particularly because, as we've already suggested, there is at least one, maybe two other George Will. Uh, potential indictments waiting in the wings. It's not just that dra- dragging this out uh, is, is a, a strategy, it's a necessity, because, as some of your other guests have said, these are complicated issues from standing, from statute of limitations, to the coupling of the New York misdemeanor to the federal, uh, it turned into a federal uh, felony. Uh, these are not trivial matters. This is the heart of due process. And each one of these deserves a hearing, and you can't do it quickly. Uh, because all of these will have to be briefed and argued, perhaps with separate legal teams in each case. So this is, uh, this is going to be a very protected process. <laughs> From Mr. Trump's point of view, he hopes to be uh, inaugurated on uh, uh, January 20th, 2025, at which point he can pardon himself. <laughs> I don't know if he can pardon himself from state charges, but we'll, I'm wondering if <laughs> he certainly will pardon himself on the federal charges, probably. Uh, but I, I just can't help but think, George, just from a historical perspective, you think about uh, Bill Clinton uh, and he tied the time he was the president. But basically, uh, the entire Monica Lewinsky scandal came back to sex or sexual acts. Uh, and in this case, we are having former President Donald Trump uh, and this whole circus that we are involved in uh, is coming back to uh, his relationship and then the subsequent hush money payments to an adult film star and a Playboy Playmate. I, I don't know what the historical reference is here or the irony to that, but I feel like there has to be something. And we have to note that Bill Clinton, after his, his shenanigans, left office as one of the most popular presidents in history. Immediately after the Monica Lewinsky episode was resolved legally, we had the 1998 off-year elections, in which a rarity happened. That is, the president in his second term, in the middle of his second term, saw his party gain seats in the House. And the feeling was that one of the reasons this happened was that the public was disgusted. 
somewhat disgusted by his behavior, but very disgusted by what they took to be the absurd disproportion of preoccupying a president so much over a lie, granted, uh, a serious matter, but a lie about his sexual relations with an intern. The country just sort of shrugged and said, it's yucky behavior, but something is just disproportionate about this whole thing. And there's a, some possibility that the country could come to the same sort of shrug conclusion in this case. Hmm. And I, I think about, not to the same extent, but the breathless coverage uh, that surrounded some of those days with Ken Starr uh, and certainly with Bill Clinton when he gave his deposition and uh, his testimony to the grand jury um, in the like. Uh, bring back in Michael Desharo, former Manhattan assistant district attorney, uh, now in private practice. Uh, the headline is Trump to be spared handcuffs and mugshot. Uh, so what is there to do between when he walked into this dingy court courthouse that all right, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, listen, this is obviously the big story. And uh, on this sunny, uh, sunny Tuesday, it's actually a really nice day in New York City. And just trying to give you a little bit of a flavor. The part that we're listening for, I re- look, I'm looking at the clock right now. It's 141, and he is expected to address the media from the hallway of the courthouse. And so I'd, I'd like to hear that. He did not say anything when he got in the car uh, when he left Trump Tower. He waved to the crowd but didn't say anything outside the courthouse, which, I, by the way, I'm not suggesting he should have in any way, but didn't say anything there. So it would be interesting to hear. I believe right now he is being processed. We are hearing there'll be no handcuffs. There's no handcuffs necessary. I mean, for crying out loud, the guy's traveling with the Secret Service. They don't need a mugshot. Everyone knows who he is. I'm not even convinced on the fingerprinting and everything else. I think they have all that stuff. Uh, I think because of the fact that he's president of the United States. But um, so this is the part that that I do want to hear is, in fact, if he says anything from the hallway of the courthouse. Other than that, I'm like many of you. uh, This is a little bit over the top coverage. There's been some skirmishes back and forth in front of the courthouse today, but nothing, nothing over the top. Nothing with, um, I'm just checking some headlines. He's arrived, of course, at the courthouse falsifying business records, hush money investigation. It all seems very, very unnecessary. Um, Close to home, Cumberland police say a 60-year-old woman died last night in a fire pit accident. That's certainly news to follow up on. Um, Let's see. I just want other news of the day. George Santos was outside. I forgot about him. Remember the guy that completely fabricated his resume? I forgot that he's even still in Congress. Um, Let's see. I don't know who that is. Jamestown businessman Donald Carlson is assembling an experienced team. Possibly a CD... Uh, one launch. So I don't know his politics. 
Um, other than I'm seeing he's putting, how can you love, how can you not love Joe Biden? So he certainly seems like a Democrat. Um, great idea, David. All right, he's proud of Cicilline, so that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, join the field. A uh, lot of, you know, he's arrived at the courthouse, he's inside the courthouse. Um, he walked into the courthouse at one twenty-four to surrender himself. But, all right, let me look at some other headlines here. As we speak, um, let's see. Um, folks, again, it's, it is such, it, number one, it's actually a beautiful day. He posted on Truth Social, seems so surreal. Before his Boeing 747 got a makeover before the indictment hearing. So that his plane looked fantastic arriving, by the way. Um, let's see. First former U.S. president to face criminal charges. Has some other legal matters here. They have the clip of him arriving at the courthouse. Um, and then he was in a motorcade. President Trump put out on Truth Social, heading to lower Manhattan, the courthouse. Seems so sure. Wow, they're going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. MAGA. <laughs> All right, so he's using his app, Truth Social, in real time. Under arrest, awaiting arraignment. There was some pushing back and forth in lower Manhattan, outside the courthouse. Uh, with some supporters on both sides, but nothing, nothing dramatic. In the short term, President Trump pollster said this is really helping us in the primary. Trump campaign internal polling on the eve of the indictment. Trump DeSantis, 51 to 21. Trump Biden, 47, 43. I agree without question. It is definitely helping. Um, as we talked about with Donna Perry, just when MSNBC, CNN said they weren't going to cover him, suddenly they're covering him. <laughs> so it is amazing. And, and it is, folks. I mean, as you see him, I'll tell you what, at 147, I think what also this is doing. And I can although I, I want to just, I'm, I'm speaking just, I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but just as far as on myself, it does reinforce the fighter, and he is just such a fighter. And, you know, as I've been saying how the Rhode Island Republican Party, to me, they just, they don't fight hard enough um, or enough that it, it is, you can't deny that. The fact of how much he is the fighter and there he is and has the world stage. Now, I, I am seeing they're showing inside the hallway at the courthouse at 148. If he does speak, I do 
I think we're going to be able to carry the audio of it. So I am keeping an eye on that. But, and I, I understand, let me also say, folks, at 148, okay, it's really just a lot of Secret Service. Um, as much as people talk about, and it's the Democrat Party, the negative impact that President Trump has had on our politics. Like many of you, and I want you to hear how I'm going to explain this at 148 on this Tuesday, April 4th. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, listen, I go back to 2015 June when he came down the escalator and he talked about illegal immigration and letting people in and the other things that he's fought for. Hey, I, I was the first one. It was absolutely music, you know, music to my ears to hear that. Romney was not a fighter like that. The, you know, the, the Rhode Island Republican Party was, who was it years ago? It was Chafee. It was Link Allman. Uh, you know, then period of time you had uh, Governor Kachiri was the governor, certainly taking on the establishment. Laffey, the mayor in Cranston taking on the establishment. But by and large... You don't have, and I mean real fighters, people that take on the system, not just talk the talk. For many years, Joe Trillo was that type at the Rhode Island State House. And Patricia Morgan, not afraid to mix it up. There's a lot to be said for the fighter. But at the top of the list is President Trump. So as he has completely stolen the world spotlight through this. And the element of like, no, no negotiation, not guilty. I'm going to fight it. And if they find me guilty, uh, you know, I'll ask for an appeal. So a lot to be said for that, especially right now. I, I, I fully understand we have some Republicans and it's all about, you know, there has to be more than just taking on people on drag shows. There has to be more than just. Going after critical race theory. Talking about real issues. You have a governor who's totally in over his head right now. And a general assembly that is ready to try to pass on all these campaign promises that Governor McKee made and try to pass it on to the taxpayers. So just to give you a sense of what everyone is looking at, there is a courtroom shot. You have the door where President Trump behind that is, I believe, being going through the process of being arraigned. And then they're going to, since he's surrendered at the courthouse, and then there, I think he's expected to make a quick statement. He may, he may not, or we may run out of time. So, so I, you know, as I'm watching all this, like many of you, I mean, you can't, this, especially this campaign finance thing, as I said, look at Cicilline. What he did to Providence and what they do with all the illegals. And look at McKee. If you want to start arresting people that have held office, you, you got a long line right here coming from the Ocean State. And Matty Yellow and all the mail ballots and all this other foolishness that they've been part of. Folks, this portion of the program on this, what is a nice Tuesday, is brought by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Remember, why not pop it in C. Marie? 
that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus boxed herbs and teas, and hemp and CBD products. Folks, it's my health, because remember, it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, good afternoon. Right now at 152, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, President Trump certainly has captivated. The fact it also is happening in Manhattan is just such a huge deal, and it's so different. He couldn't have more coverage than he has right now. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for your delicious food, plus the deck open and the nice weather at the Lodge Pamanita, right off 146. Governor DeSantis, by the way, and I've repeatedly said I'm not fully sold on him. He's coming under attack from Disney CEO Bob Iger right now and saying, well, he's not very business friendly. We run a business and we run Disney and he's not pretty business friendly. He's trying to dictate to us. We don't want the government telling us how to run our business in Florida. So Governor Ron DeSantis is is certainly dealing with that. Now, also on this Tuesday, this portion of the program is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Hey, folks, now is the time. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today and take advantage. Of course, they have their eight-step process where they come out to your home Best Lawn Guaranteed Premium 8 Service Program, Lawn Doctor. Just go online, Lawn Doctor. And then um, they also, as I said, they have a very user-friendly website. You just type in your zip code and get a quick, easy quote. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. You can call them. You can, 401-392-1025, but always online at lawndoctor.com. So right now it's 154, and we'll see coming up after 2 o'clock. That'll be Mr. Dion's call if he wants to carry the live coverage of it, although I don't believe they're going to allow cameras inside that courtroom. So um, you're going to have to rely on reporters, and then the DA Bragg is going to hold a press conference at 4 o'clock. President Trump will speak tonight from Mar-a-Lago. So he could not have more media coverage. To give you an idea, right now, there is a camera in the hallway at the courthouse. It has all Secret Service. And I believe it's a pool camera, which they run. So you don't have everybody there as a mob. And then one camera, I think... Unless they have some people that are going to be able to be inside the courtroom. We are, I, I don't believe they're going to allow cameras inside. It'll just be still photography. And so I think the most we're going to get is some photos of President Trump in the courtroom with his legal team. Uh, obviously, the prosecutors. And then you'll have the judge in the case. So, and then there's a lot more. Now, this afternoon, 
after this is when the all the information contained in the indictment will be released. So we're going to learn a lot this afternoon. And then legal people can, legal analysts will break it down in time with our legal uh, expert, attorney Tim Dodd. But the um, we have not seen the indictment yet. I agree with everything that's been said. It, it sure seems like a flimsy case. This was definitely politically driven and motivated, as we know. Um, let's see. Um, and in many ways, I mean, it. unless something changes... It sure seems this is just a big jump start to 2024. So now it's possible that he may not say anything in the hallway till afterwards. Possible. And then when he leaves court, which is going to be sometime after 2 o'clock, after 2.15, he will then immediately head to the airport and then fly back to Florida. So there's an overflow room for the Trump arraignment. No recording or electronics allowed. Only pen and pad. That's interesting. So we'll see if anyone violates that. Um, there's been a lot of speculation, folks. At 157, in case just to get you up to speed, they now have aerial view of him arriving at the courthouse for his arraignment. And as you can imagine, huge security. Secret Service is there. I'm seeing, looking right now, aerial view of him getting out. He waved to the crowd and then he made his way in. There was no one with him. No one with him, him alone. Now, they do have, as I said, the camera in the hallway of the courthouse. But right now, there's, it's blocked off. I think the door behind them is the, you know, the room where he's going through everything, from what we understand, um, and where he has surrendered. I see court personnel talking to the Secret Service. I'm also keeping an eye on the clock. Um, let's see. And then... Uh, Hey, other big news is we've learned the Patriots have been shopping Mac Jones. <laughs> so that answers that. All right, it's 159. It's 159. Folks, you've been listening to the John DePietro Show. Coming up at 2 o'clock, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. Just to give you the latest right now, again, it's John DePietro. Thank you to JR. Thank you for listening. President Trump is at the courthouse, he has surrendered to the authorities. He's going to be a rain coming up at 2.15. We'll see whether or not he speaks. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I do anticipate doing Facebook Live later. Enjoy this sunny Tuesday. WNRI Winsocket. WNRI.